Get an angry about uh, contrast paints, Dave. I wouldn't know anything about that. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Floorhammer podcast, the light take on the grim dark. I'm David Pettit and this month I'm joined by two men who, unrelated to reveals this week, also refer to their choppers as squat size. <laughs> it's Rich O'Keefe and Dave Rice. Hello both. I mean, uh, what do you say to that? That's... I mean, it's been How a while that since I've had a... <laughs> <laughs> well well considering we're recording what uh an hour or two after the reveals this week uh i'd say it took me about an hour or two so there we go uh, anyway you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash floorhammer podcast our website floorhammerpodcast.com our instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast and of course our floorhammer podcast discord so how have you both been you want the Don't software? rush. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been all right. It's been a year or so since I've been yeah. on. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, God, it has, hasn't it? Yeah, been a... Do you even remember a... what we talked about last time? Uh, yeah, we talked about gatekeeping and like oh, ideal right, hobby. And, and also, I did say uh, part of my little game was to guess what was older, a Katachan uh, or a... I can't remember what the other kit was, but the Katachan <laughs> kit came out in 1997, so uh, it was the older of the two kits. I realised when listening back, I never stated which kit was older. So nice. if you've been <laughs> waiting a year to hear which kit was older, um, <laughs> it was the Katachan Jungle Fighters. Um, yeah, it's all been good. Um, yeah, how about you, Rich? Yeah, I've been all right. Thanks, mate. A busy month with a lot going on. I was on holiday, which I would—I uh, I believe I'm supposed to insert into this segment of the show to pre-lead into uh, excuses for volume of hobby output. Is that right, Dave? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on holiday next week, so uh, I'll be there doing exactly the same. Oh, wait, you're doing it an episode early. That's really sowing the seeds. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, no, I've, I've, been, I've been getting on a bit, actually. Got a lot of uh, hobby progress. You're just over cover. 30. Oh, right, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll Do see. Well, yeah, just... We'll see right. if we can compete. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any show news today, Rich? We don't, Dave. We don't, I'm afraid. No exciting show news this week. And uh, no uh, Mickey taking sponsorship ad from you by the sounds of it. So, uh, no, not this week. Good. No. People uh, will be disappointed, I, though. I mean, you're implying that I made those. So, uh, <laughs> I think you'll find that they're from our lovely sponsors. <laughs> uh we do have uh uh the regular format coming up though where we will mm. do some hobby progress which will be chock block because we've got dave at dave's love painting on here and despite the fact that uh yes he's not going to riddle us with a year's worth of hobby content uh but <laughs> even if it was just a regular month's worth he'd still post both to show. he he's a he's a speed demon when it comes to uh painting just painting uh, just painting proviso <laughs> just painting. i've seen you run playing football Sort of. Sure. <laughs> I'll share the hotel room with you. Anyway. Oh, um... So GW release. Oh, I don't oh. want to say releases. GW's uh, <laughs> hobby output um, will be covered. And uh, there's there's a, a reason we delayed the show. And that's we're recording this on a Wednesday just after the hot releases from uh, all the 40k updates. So that's going to be... Uh, you're going to be a bit excited, aren't you, Dave? I, I am very Not excited. You. 
I am also I'm, oh, I'm very excited. even more excited. <laughs> so much more. So much more. And so on our, on our little video call here, the other Dave has called himself Inferior Dave, so I, I it's canon that we can refer to him as that. Okay, that's fine. We, we can live with that. Um, and we will be covering a game, not a game of 40k, but no, I've got something up my sleeve that these two have no idea about. Um, so we will we will be running through that to test their 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 knowledge, sort of. Right. That's going to. What thought you were referring to your your Gaslands adventures? That, no, uh, no, I'll, on I'll, the old I'll Instagram. Talk about that in hobby progress bit maybe, but. Uh... And then we're going to dive into a topic, and we're talking about the balance sheet updates uh, mm. because they have. Uh, you've had some experience of these now, Dave. Uh, the, out- yes. the outcomes of, and there's a lot of chatter in the the hobby community about this. So it'd be an interesting one to talk to. And then we're getting run through a hobby tip on camo, which will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I've just remembered that that's me. You like, have. Yeah. You put it. In, you put it in the <laughs> cool. notes. So it's 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 uh it's on your docket, not mine. Yeah. That's fine. So you've got an hour yeah. and a half to think something up. Mainly, mainly Eldari cloak camo, I might add, rather sure. than like jungle camo. But I'll cover that later. This is this is uh, very exciting stuff because we are recording this on a Wednesday. We normally record on a Monday. And sounds like there's going to be a hell of a lot of editing to do in two days to get this episode down. We'll on be time, fine, so mate. We're... Hobby progress. Who wants to go first? Should we, should we let guest Dave go first? I think it would be rude not to let the guest go first, wouldn't it? Yes, oh, go for okay. it. What what have you been getting up to recently? We won't limit you to a month. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I won't talk about like a year's worth of Warhammer <laughs> yeah. painting. That's quite I'll a lot. One of everything. Uh, yeah, not quite. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... So I've, I bought Eldritch Omens at the start of the year. I'm not going to talk every month by month, but uh, that was kind of the big hobby purchase that I've done. This I mean, year. a hobby purchase is hobby progress, Dave. So you're on yeah. the right. You're on the right so wavelength. I, here. I, I bought Eldritch Omens, and unlike some people, I've managed to actually paint uh, three quarters of it. I think Ooh, I've nice. only got the Forge Fiend nice. to paint for the Black Legion side of it, uh, of which you've already got one. Anyway, I've got two you? currently. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether to build third. it as a Mauler Fiend or a Forge Fiend because I don't Fiend. have a Mauler Fiend. So Mauler Fiends are cool. Maybe Mauler Fiends are cool. Yeah, I've got one for I know you like Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I started by being falling in love with the Eldari um race as a whole again all over again with the kind of new kits that they'd brought out the uh guardians were kind of what sold me on the army as you know going forward because i they needed the new troops models and i think like most people troops are the most important models to like mm-hmm. when painting Definitely. an army um like Definitely. you can do specialist armies without needing troops per se but like um you know i, I always find that they're the core integral part of what you're you're doing um so exactly what i was gonna say yeah when they were redone um that basically sold me on doing an a force of some kind um i knew i i kind of i wanted to buy eldritch omens for the chaos side we're going to talk i'm going to talk a lot about chaos in this shocking spoiler (laughs) but uh i have like four thousand points of black legion so uh like getting new chaos chosen models and the new warp smith model in plastic and another forge fiend is fine um to throw on the pile uh and the eldari stuff were, was kind of secondary initially although it was great but yeah I, I painted that side of the box up first so that was the autark the shroud runners the rangers were in that side of that half of the box shroud shroud runners look so good they they're really really cool um they are a pain in the backside to paint because they are the equivalent of two painting two rangers again and a jet bike right and <laughs> 
I don't normally subassemble, but for these you kind of have to because of the cloaks yeah. and there's, there's no way you can them. paint it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I was doing them. The Autark model is great. Um, painting that side of it, and then the Eldari release happened. Uh, whatever month that was, I think it was February, right? February and March. Yeah. Um, yes. I bought some Guardians <laughs> and uh, some Howling Banshees. It, it was kind of a slow burn on this. I did 750 points. I've painted them as a Latok. There are pictures of them in the Discord, in your Discord as well, um, probably far yep. back. Yeah, so I painted that half of the Eldritch Omens, bought a Wave Serpent and painted it, um, and some Banshees, I think, uh, as well, five Banshees. So 750 points uh, nice. of Eldari done. Um, and I kind of wanted to leave it at that at the moment because I knew yeah. that the big release was on the horizon. <laughs> Chaos looming. <laughs> yeah, I knew that they were on the horizon. Um, and then I went back to the Chaos side recently in the last two weeks or so. Um, as point of recording, I've been painting up the Chaos Chosen uh, in Black Legion. I've been trying to do it a bit more updated because the last time I painted Black Legion was in 2019, I think was the right. last time before before the pandemic um was the last time i paid anything for them so because uh, didn't you have red corsairs before with huron yeah 2012 i had red corsairs was then, it that long ago yeah yikes yeah i remember going campaign to campaign weekends, weekends. Yeah. yeah yeah so i had them and then they got kind of cannibalized into nice. the black legion as fitting of black legion uh the chaos marines did not survive from the red corsairs they are they are long oh. gone the old chaos marine models um focusing more on how i paint, painted the black i find black mm-hmm. quite hard to paint it's really um, hard i know that you do it in a very like kind of dirty I quick grays way. yeah grays yeah. doing it with grays but um because i was trying to color match it to what i'd previously done and i find black legion at least from my point of view i view how they are painted to be very polished as a mm. like any artwork you see of black legion is all super polished power armor like right, even yeah. by chaos standards uh or, or imperium standards it's it's highly polished so i wanted that to reflect in the models um, they're quite they're quite regimented and, and a militaristic feel yeah so um i tried out like because in two years i mean how much painting does painting come on in two years um so i've been re-going back over the blacks on the chosen completed them did all that did lava weaponry on all of them as well which is quite Ooh. fun to try to do like nice. lava lightning claws and a lava power mace and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was really fun to try that out. Um, I just did some reference photos, photos offline, but um, and I've gone back since and done my Terminators to a like higher standard, I would say, like just a more mm-hmm. like going back over the blacks and so on, like getting the dust off of the Terminators because they haven't been out of a cabinet for a long time. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, they like the. The chaos have stayed in the cabinet since for a long time, Aww. and that will change soon. Uh, I'm not going to say the term that Dave loves to say, but <laughs> but people playing they, bingo at improved. home will want it. I improved them. Oh, okay. In a they improved. I like that it's the 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 new stuff coming over the horizon has infused you to go back and tart up your existing stuff. I'm also not going to use Dave's phrase, um, yeah, because it's really good to get that extra life out of the stuff that you've already done and to let it progress with you and then yeah keep it up to date that's pretty cool when you go back and look at stuff i mean you you had the same thing with your ultramarines uh, like yeah. a few years ago didn't you when you go mm. back to that stuff and at the time like even when i was painting that from the red corsairs which were like seven years prior to you know doing that black legion force um just going back to the existing force and actually going oh you know i can update the reds or i can make it more vibrant or yeah just things you've learned like p- by painting an entire blood angels army to 2000 points i've learned how to paint red 
pretty yeah. effectively, I would say, <laughs> Funny by that. now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> going back onto that and, and, and doing all those things. So, yeah, it's been a good progress. It's also, I felt like, because I've wanted to paint Chaos because of all of the kind of mm. buzz around the new stuff, and especially as we'll talk later about today. It's so much easier painting something when you're enthused about the project. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it's why I could never do, I guess, commission work because I need to be enthused about the the, the, the subject. Mm. And if I'm not, then I'll just get bored of it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've got, what's his name, Mortarian. That's it. I've got Mortarian <laughs> as well to build. Oh, uh, okay. I got him for Christmas and have not. It's been I've been intimidated down from like building yeah. it. Um, so I've got Mortarian to build. And then my pile of shame for 40k is zero. That's good work, man. I have no boxes wow. of 40k once Mortarian is done. Good yeah. stuff. I hate you right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do we eject him from the call, Dave? What's the button again? <laughs> yeah. Oscar, this this year has not been good for me. I've I've more I've bought way more than I've painted. That's okay though. You've turned into run. me. Ugh. Well, yeah, I am turning into you, especially with alternate game systems. So. <laughs> Go on then, Dave. What what alternative game systems have tickled your fancy then? Uh, well, no thanks to you and uh, a few other unnamed individuals, uh, mainly the Discord. Uh, I have fallen quite heavily into Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, I have been painting up some Questorus Knights. I have been purchasing bases. I've been purchasing name plates and all sorts. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've, I've fallen pretty deep into this project. Um like I've I've purchased numerous texture and weird paints that I'm trying out. So yeah, I, I'll start off with the Questorus Knights. Uh, so I was painting them uh, last show. They are now finished, or the actual um, Questorus Knights are finished uh, with all their their fancy transfers. These are House Malinax, which is the old Forge World house of like the the beige. Yeah, it's cool. Forge World house uh, of the beige. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Not House Malinax, it's Forge World House of Beige. Just every rented home in the world. Just <laughs> all being brought forward on this Forge World. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, 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 those three are done. Um, I ordered some bases um, from Unreal Wargaming and fantastic resin bases, all at uh, 8mm scale for Titanicus. Um, however, the three night bases didn't turn up. Um, they they forgot to put them in the order. Oh no! Um, so they were very, customer service was very good. They sent them out um, straight away. Oh, good stuff. Um, but they only turned up yesterday or the day before. Um, so I am in the middle of painting those. Uh, so they're still work in progress. I've done the the sort of the airbrush steps to them. Um, but something I did use uh, and is a new project product for me. But uh, lots of people have been raving about it online. Uh, is the rust paint from um dirty down gaming i think it's called just it's called dirty, dirty down. down rust yes it's the dirty down rust paint they also do a uh, a moss and a verdigris paint as well but i've got the rust and it is amazing it's literal it magic is, in a bottle it is it's it's uh, take what you think about nolan oil agrax earthshade of the magic side of it uh, and then just apply it to this it basically you can paint rust with one application straight from the bottle no thinning no airbrush no nothing yeah uh, and it has a slight 
it, I, I, I'm not sure about this, but it feels like it's got a slight texture to it. Um, so it does come up slightly. It's Superman. Um, but yeah, it, it, it goes sort of browns and oranges and all sorts. And it looks really realistic, all from just a single application. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh, what size pot does it come in? A random uh, question. Not, <laughs> not very big. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll hold this yeah, next to oh, my eye. It's eyeball. a 25 mil pot, it says on the packet. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, Element Games sell them. They're the sort of the UK distributor. Um, there's probably a few other shops in the UK as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I first came onto the product um, from um, Grimdark Compendium. Um, so they he does a lot of uh, realistic weathering tutorials. Um, and he was sent this product and he was like, this is not a product placement or anything. I'm just using it and it's amazing. Um, and then since then, over the last few months, a lot of YouTubers have been... People um, are catching on. Yeah, doing reviews of it. And it, it is fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. But I did also use uh, some more uh, weathering stuff um, on the nameplates that came uh, came in the order as well. Nameplates well, is I like ordered... a level up, man. That's like That's... getting serious. I mean, that it's... is tryhard. That is <laughs> That is strong. Dave, when, when I'm going to dip got... my toe into Adeptus Titanicus models, pet it. Oh, wait, whoops, I bought nameplates. £100 plates. later, I've bought nameplates. Hey, hey, you know what I'm like. Um, the nameplates aren't... Actually, I was very surprised at how um, cheap nameplates are. But then again, I'm only ordering for like seven models as opposed to a whole army. So, um, But no, I, uh, I got them from Versatile Terrain. And uh, they are fantastic, very quick very easy to order you just uh, it comes up with the whole window of how to how to um uh put your own custom names in so yeah I, I decided to go for it i mean there's what six seven eight models in my 2000 points so um there's 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 not a lot at all uh, so i thought i'd splash out on that the if, if i don't play a lot of the actual game uh i'm going to be painting them as display models yeah uh, I've always wanted Titans, and I guess this is the only way that This I'm... is as close as it's going to get, man, unless you win that yeah. lottery. Well, I've still got both my kidneys, so... Uh... <laughs> Carl, I don't really know much about uh, Adeptus Titanicus, but what sort of... Is 2,000 points like your starting force size, or is it... It's a, that's like a fairly good-sized game. Like a large one? Yeah, uh, so I, I joined a, I joined the... Um, Shout-out to the Maximal Fire Discord, uh, or podcast, I should say. I joined their Discord. Um, and they've uh, thrown up there's they've got like a, an events uh, channel in there and it seems that a lot of um, events are doing 1750 points um, so in titan turns terms that's like a warlord two reavers two warhounds oh okay so not yeah it's, it's not it's not a lot yeah um, it's it's a very in-depth game but then you've only got seven eight models anyway so it's 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 really cool it's really uh interesting to watch as well and it's all about sort of fire arcs and you've got the blast markers that sort of thing so obviously rich has actually played a game all minus watching youtube but uh yeah it's it's, it seems to be a very interesting game and and um there's there's a hardcore fan base about it so Mm. all the people that have real life adeptus titanicus games because i know that happens that is a thing real titans Full um, who it's... want the smaller versions of their titans that they own yeah well i mean i would yeah me too With, yeah <laughs> it's like it's like getting a bust for an army that you own yeah it's like the other way around <laughs> uh what else have i been working on uh i've been doing some commission work for a uh, a certain rich o'keefe yeah um, <laughs> no no dave let me so... just check check definition of commission 
paid work for ah yeah. that's the problem uh it's a certain a certain gentleman sent me an entire army of uh wood elves at um eight millimeter scale i guess it millimeter. is Warmaster. 10, 10 millimeter. millimeter uh so i've been i've been working through those uh so i have been and i'm gonna butcher these names um, go for it but i've finished up some uh dryads dryads yep yep they're the, the little tree guys um dryad lord is that a thing dread lord no that's not the dryad character yes branch wraith, uh, branch wraith. Like, I, I, you've got yeah. you've got dave I on mean... the call dave's wood elf wood elf aficionado first ever army in in games Isn't workshop it, was like, wood elf dearth who's one of them yeah like the big the yeah, big Durth, guy yeah. that's the big guy is yeah. a tree is a treeman or a treeman ancient depending on yeah Size that's that's the, yeah that's what i was trying to say oh. uh, and i've also been painting up um the the the, the standard warriors as well the glade um, gods so glade guard. Of it. are they glade guards the yeah they got uh, they've got big long spears and shields yeah, glade gods. yeah there you go my my wood elf knowledge is top notch um <laughs> yes so uh slowly working through those i've got about seven thousand um <laughs> left left to go <laughs> Um, but that's about forty models down, so uh, there we go. Working, working through them slowly. You know, earlier when you said about how you don't get enthused for doing commission projects. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I realised I was like, oh, and, and the person that's asked me to do it is on the call as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Just painting it. This is crap. God, I hate doing this. None yeah. of my friends would make me do this. Not my you real have seen friends. The angry, angry contrast paints. I was using contrast paints. That's how angry I got. <laughs> Getting on about uh, contrast paints, Dave. I wouldn't know anything about that. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I was doing the the um, was it? I can never get this right. Is it zenithal or zenthal? Zenithal. From yeah, zenithal. From, uh, as in the zenith sun. I the guess the sun at this peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was doing zenithal um, highlights with with spray cans and then contrast, and it's really quick. Yeah. Um, the only issue is they're ten millimeter scale, so it's really hard to uh, when I got this big fat brush. Um, Don't worry about the details, to... mate. That's the key at that scale. Yes, I've I've noticed that that uh, when I zoom in close to my level of detail, it's the same as having it at arm's length. Yep. It makes no difference whatsoever. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then finally, I've been uh, back on my own projects, uh, which is the towel. So I um, purchased the Kill Team Pathfinders because oh, nice. they are Pathfinders plus plus plus. Um, really cool, really um, stylized, um, and I mean, I've had lots of Pathfinders in the past, past, and these guys uh, are completely different to the the normal kit. They're based off of it, but you get a whole sprue and it and it completely transforms them. Uh, so they have been uh, base coated. Their armor's been base coated, and uh, yeah, I've got all ten of them and the two drones uh, up on the painting table at the moment. So I'm trying to do it relatively quickly so their whole armor is uh, airbrushed nice um but but i've also got a devilfish and three crisis battle suits waiting to be built as well so yeah work, working through them slowly before a certain um space dwarf um, like army comes <laughs> out that i've been really distracted by oh they'll go in the same uh, pile as your orcs mate like, oh, that, um, oh yeah. shots fired i've got yeah. one kit in my backlog so what can i say yes i've got i i mean i've only got one two one one cupboard um <laughs> it's it's actually how many rail guns disgusting. how many rail guns have you managed to get into your uh 2000 point <laughs> list uh you? two maybe three they all it's, it's, it, 
Uh, two broadsides, one hammerhead. How many more so. was that than you had before? Uh, that is the same. Yeah, yeah. So you had them, you had I, them I originally, really? Yeah. So I tell you what, I really like Sky Rays. Oh, he's hipster uh, about it I now. Saw, I saw a really, well, I don't know if Sky Rays are any good, but uh, I saw a really cool way of doing Sky Rays, which was um, the Sky Ray was just a spotter tank and it spots targets and the missiles come from off the battlefield. I thought that was a really cool concept. Oh, okay, yeah. So that the, the actual Sky Ray gunship is just um, marking the targets. A bit like uh, the old Tetras. Is that so, so you can use a really smaller cool model and evade being shot at by your opponents for gaming <laughs> advantage? No, no, it'd be the same. Although, yeah, I mean, there, there might be some issues because I guess if you, you probably don't need the wings if you don't have the missiles. Um, so there we go. There we go. You always I'll had um, broadsides with um, uh, railguns as well, even when you did your original um, tower. Yeah, he was, he was creating the meta I remember before sticking those back together. <laughs> oh, man. I, I tell <laughs> you what, my drive first... Drop. My first Tau army had the the metal. Oh, they um, were bad. Yeah, the ones with the the railguns on the shoulders, like yeah. proper Dawn of War style. Uh, yeah, they they were heavy as well. They were yeah. like the old um, metal dreadnoughts. But um, I'm really glad that they stopped doing Tau battle suits with stupid big guns on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, now the Forge World does <laughs> that. Wouldn't do that, would they? Oh man, I actually I saw a conversion kit for. Um, the big storm surge as well so he's carrying the gun instead of um it looks much the shoulder. It looks so, it looks so good, good. It looks so good. yeah uh yeah anyway that's what i've been uh doing this month what about you rich i mean i'm glad you talked about some 40k dave because that's not what <laughs> i've been covering so as you alluded to earlier with a bit of talk about gaslands i have been paint i've been repainting more toy cars um because i'm an adult and <laughs> I am definitely hooked, uh, having now played a game of this. Um, what's what's the um, dedicated buying for Gaslands versus confiscation of Hot Wheels cars from your son? What's the sort of ratio? Oh, it's it's not it's two not, to one. No, it's not buying and confiscating, David. It's I bought myself some cars. Oh, that looks interesting. I buy one extra car every time I go, so that he can have one from the pile. Um, because that's just going to happen. One from the pile? No, he would he would get a pre-assigned car because I like the others. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, yeah. you can have that one. Oh, I got this one because I thought you'd like this one. Here's this one with three wheels <laughs> and a bumper missing. The trotter mobile <laughs> in Gaslands. That'd be incredible. That probably is a thing it? somewhere, Dave. Do it. Every time you roll a slide, it just flips. <laughs> so good. Uh, so I've, I've done a second team. It was mainly for my friend Paul to use. Um, he is. He knows about actual racing. He actually racing he is one of the things he likes. Um, so he has the old uh, golf colour scheme. It's a golf cool. colour scheme, which he actually explained to me was a thing uh, from the Le Mans races. I know the Le Mans 24-hour races, so that I do know. Um, so he had M- exp- McLaren, McLaren had it for a uh, for a race last year, year before. It looks amazing. Oh, it's like so baby, baby blue in an orange it's, stripe. It's a, it's a baby blue, orange stripe that flares out at the front, but I didn't do that. I just did the blue with the orange stripe. Um, bit of masking tape and, and, a, and, a, and a makeup sponge goes a very long way for doing that sort of thing. Um, and that was a lot of fun uh, to work on those. And uh, I, I disassemble them. Uh, and then paint the interiors and then put them back together. But I don't detail the interiors because they're very hard to see through the windows and stuff. You just just a bit of colour, um, so it doesn't look like toy plastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with them. Uh, we have since played a game of Gaslands, as you said, and it was hella good fun. Um, it's mental the race. Uh, it's like you do manoeuvre dials and things like X-wing. 
Um, however, there's uh, things like hazards and your cars start to go out of control as you rip around the race course. And uh, once you get through the first gate, it's uh, open fire is allowed and weapons start going off all over the place. So it's it's very Mad Max. Um, <laughs> and cool. it was it was great fun. You had an explosive ram, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, the explosive ram is one of the upgrades you can take, which is basically sticks a dynamite on a metal sheet. Uh, That is as dangerous for the... Well, I mean, look, it's very orc, Dave. There's a reason that my team's painted red and has black and white checks all over it. Um, I cracked out the orc transfer sheet for doing those vehicles, no lies. Um, Because if you're going to do a race, then you paint your cars red so they go faster. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Gaslam so, reminds me of last November, to be honest, when we were at the petrol stations trying to get petrol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, mate, if it ever kicks off, I know how to win petrol. Oh, Doris with her, her gas cans <laughs> chasing me down the road. <laughs> oh, it's funny because oh. it's true. Any any inconvenience and this whole country shuts down. Buy it I all! Mean, like, two inches of snow. Just everything. God, imagine if it had snowed halt. as well. Oh no pasta. God. So I, I've also been... Uh, fervently carrying on with my Adeptus Titanicus uh, projects in painting up the Chaos Titans. So I uh, had done I've done mine in a rusted scheme because Chaos mm. is a good one to do that because the Imperials wouldn't let their Titans rust because they you know religiously worship them. Um, so I used Dirty Down rust effects before Dave did. No, I did. it's uh, <laughs> took to much effect. I actually thinned it into a wash on purpose um, to make the colours separate. So uh, how it basically works is it's a bunch of dyes rather than pigments in a in a solution. And when you add water to this alcohol solution, uh, it causes it all to split, which is why you get the different colours. So by thinning it into a wash, you forcibly split the colours up. So I got very intense oranges and stuff on the rust effect, which was really handy. Because um, the skeleton... Water is also how you clean it up as well. Yeah, you can, it, is, it remains water-soluble, so you can remove it if you go a bit mm. overboard. Um, which is a, it's, it's another good tip. It's a really, well. it's a really great product. Um, it's it's actually developed for the movie industry. I think they, it's used for props and props and things in the movie industry. That's where they, that's what it was originally sold for. Um, Makes for, sense for instantly making things look old. Um, and uh, because of the skeleton of the Titans is all nooks and crannies and pipes and cogs and everything, uh, it's perfect for a, a rusting effect because it just instantly settles into all the recesses of which there are many. As you'll all know, I like something that looks good with low effort, so it was a, it was a <laughs> win for me. Um, and I've done the armor plates in like a dark metal to kind of stand out a bit. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I now understand your pain, Dave, of uh, painting a heck of a lot of gold trim uh, as you are back on the Black Legion train uh, because I yeah. decided to paint the trim on both uh, my Titan Legions with gold. And uh, well, I've done a... an actual Chaos Knight with gold trim, like the full size. Oh. All right. Oh my so. god, there's so much gold. <laughs> Uh, so it's pain. That bit was painful doing the trim, but other than that, the models have been an absolute blast to paint because you get to do all the fancy panels and stuff that you see on Titans, uh, but they're not massive. They're quite small, so it's very straightforward to get on with it and get something done. And you can, you know, if you paint them as individuals, you know, you don't have to worry about batch painting and consistency because they have individual heraldry and stuff like that. So them looking not too identical actually really works out for you. Were yours, um, Dave, were your um, ty- uh, Knights Chaos ones, or are they Imperial? Uh, 
So, Adeptus Titanicus, I think, is based around 30k, the Horus Heresy. Yeah, roughly um, speaking. Oh, okay. So, so, my Legio, which is Legio Vulturum, uh, they are a prominent forge world that uh, don't like the sanctions imposed by the Emperor. So, when the whole heresy kicked off, they decided with Horus so they wouldn't have the sanctions, not necessarily because they're chaos driven. I mean, um, so yes, technically they are, but I think they're more um, black shields than anything else. <laughs> they, they side with the Horus. Technically, though, they're not heretics. Technically, yeah. they're not traitors. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they only wanted tax cuts. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, they're well, not bad the, people. Because the, the Imperium cuts, came though. to uh, raise, I think it's called Xana, which is their 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 um, home system. Um, so they fought against yeah. the Imperium. Was it a tax yeah. haven that the? the <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was, it was the Cayman Islands. Sorry, of I'm the being Imperium. like super political. I managed to get a yeah, sl- it's, it's, <laughs> politics like three times. The Imperium <laughs> man, not known for uh, having an in-depth discussion when you want to explain to them your reasons for turning against them, they just press the exterminatus button over and over again. Yeah, it was a big, big, big battle of Cayman. Was it Cayman Secundus? <laughs> I but, promise I mean, I'll use terror in the future with all my tactics. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, of course, not be doing some terrain for it, though. So I've been working on a load of Titanicus terrain. Stuff that I had already planned to list up uh, on my Etsy store. So a bit of a win-win in that all the test pieces that I paint, I get to keep and play with. Um, so I've been working on a shanty town. Uh, which is some, some awesome files. Every, like all the buildings are made of corrugated sheets, and there's cables everywhere, and discarded tires, and it's got a very Borderlands kind of uh, feel to the models, which are pretty awesome. So again, more dirty down to make them all look rusted and nasty, um, and to go with them a, an enormous. Uh, I'm going to call. I keep calling it a satellite dish, but I think actually it's a radio telescope technically. But it's a massive satellite dish that's the size of like a wall or Titan so that they can hide behind it. Um, right, yeah. Which has been pretty sweet to work on um, because, you know, I love me some terrain. Uh, and and like you, Dave, I've been painting 10 millimeter scale models um, because I've got yet more to work on. Uh, I'm going to do some Chaos Boys this time. So the old, okay, old school worried. Slaves to Darkness style Chaos, yes. Nice. Your warriors, uh, marauders, some dragon ogres, all that sort of thing. Chariots, all the good dragon stuff. Ogres. Dragon ogres. Dragon ogres, chariots. You know, I love me some dragon ogres. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, been been pretty busy actually. Got a lot of, as usual, a lot of different irons and a lot of different fires, and uh, looks like it's catching on for you, Dave. So, but yeah, so let's uh, let's let's talk about. GW sets then and uh, roll into talk about the releases because uh, we, as as mentioned, we kind of held the show up a bit to incorporate all the good new stuff that's come out. So we'll open by what mentioning a footnote that the Tyranids got released. Yeah, well, I, I wrote Poor this old Tyranids. What, like two weeks after we last recorded, which would have been what, like a two, three weeks ago. Um, and yeah, I, I can't remember all of this after the releases this week, uh, from Warhammer Fest, we are recording on Wednesday, I should say. Um, so it's only the 40k stuff that's come out, but, uh, yeah, it was quite overwhelming. Like you said, um, compared to all of the, the other stuff that's come out this month, I guess, because they were waiting for Warhammer Fest to do yeah. all their big reveals. Yeah, it, it, they, uh, they've come out, they've been released. It was pre-order last episode. Uh, lots of Tyranids goodness. Uh, they have been absolutely wrecking face at tournaments. As yes, well. so I um, hear. Yes, they. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll be in for a bit of a 
enough. But uh, they did do one good thing, which was get rid of the Crusher Stampede uh, from the, the White Dwarf. It was very short-lived, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very short-lived. Unfortunately for Tyranid players, it was the only way to play Tyranids uh, with any form of competitive uh, mindset. Uh, otherwise, you were just getting wiped off the table. But... Um, Games Workshop did release a document which showed what um, documentation, what what books and stuff are in use and what are now um, out of the question. So uh, in that became the Leviathan book from, uh, was it Car- Caradon? Um, no the idea, old war zone super lost yeah and uh, the white dwarf so they're, they're no longer in use and there was a, a lot of other publications which are uh, no longer um, in use rules wise uh, so it clarified a lot of good things. Um, My one thing on the Nid release is that mm-hmm. why they did not get new troops, I will never know. To this day, they're like, so the amount bad. of people that would have started that army if they'd have done new Hormagaunts and Termagaunts and new Gene Stealers, why are they not new Gene Stealers? Specifically Gene Stealers, um, they're really bad. But like the amount of people that would have actually started that army uh, if they'd have done that, but they decided not to. And, Squats uh, instead. Yeah, yeah. They can't do every army. I understand you can't do every army, but you could have just made a core troops set. Like we talked about troops earlier and how important they are to an army. And when you've got, you know, awful, awful looking troops like the Tyranid ones are. Oh, I'm with you on the gene stealers. I'm I'm yeah. all right with the, the gaunts. I, I like the I like the gaunts as there, and I wouldn't change them hugely apart from make them a bit more dynamic in their posing, a bit like they did with yes. the um, guardians. But the gene stealers need an overhaul. They're really awful. Especially when like the Space Hawk ones just put them to shame when they and came they came out, out well, what like two thousand and six. It's very specific. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, the Chaos uh, Knights, or I should say, all knights. So Chaos Knights, Imperial Knights, uh, is now I think still available to pre-order. Are we on pre-order day? Yeah, pre-order was last. Uh, no, is it pre? It's pre-order this Saturday. For, this Saturday, there we go. There we go. Hot off the press. Uh, so that includes uh, data cards and the weapon upgrades as well. Um, so the Chaos Box, yes, Chaos Box, they've got an army box. Um, so they have a bit of a bigger release than the Imperial Knights. The Imperial Knights, I think, are just getting their codex, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, it's just the codex um, and the cards and, yep. di- and dice, yep. I think. Readable yeah, dice yeah. as well. Imperial. GW, have, yeah. GW have, have taken the bold step into making their dice legible during gaming. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, controversial. They, they, they've, they've been going down that route for a while now, and I think it's all, it's all starting to to come up trumps. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, before we move into um, the Warhammer Vest reveals, uh, Warzone Nackmund uh, was is is I think now released. So we talked about it last time. Um, but they did show a an army of renown, which was uh, for the Thousand Sons, and this was all about Zangors. So not only do they get their five up in Bun Save uh, for being demons Zangors, uh, but they also get a five up Shrug, and uh, they can make them a normal move before the uh, start of the battle. So Zangors got very beastly uh, with this. It's uh, this is this is the uh, Warzone Nackman Rift War book, I should say as well. So another little side note before we get into the meat of it, the meat of it, the Warzone, Warzone, Warhammer Fest releases. And should we let Chaos, Dave, <laughs> Dave Chaos, what? talk about Chaos? Yeah, you can't call him Chaos Dave. because Unfortunately, that's person. already taken, <laughs> yes. I think. I, think I mean, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words. Um, yeah, so I signed into Twitch at like 10 to 5. 
uh, and knowing that chaos was on the horizon. And I mean, I'm just looking at the models again. Oh my god, they're so good. <laughs> they are so good. They're so oh freaking amazing. Um, now I will say, um, I'm not painting more cultists. I've got Fair. 30 cultists that I've painted. I'm just going to use them. The command squad that they've brought out, which the official name for them is Man Dark with His commune. Head on a Stick. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Commune, right? Yep, yeah. That's the and one. they've got the Witch King of Angmar with them. They've got... <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> they've so got much. his brother, his twin brother, the other Witch King. Um, those two. Uh, they've got a guy with a the brain of a chaos sorcerer on a stick that he's holding to, to he add is, a psyker, he is the, which is he cool. is the cult demagogue. Yeah, correct. sure. I prefer man with the brain on the stick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, for, for those people listening, this is the cult demagogue who yeah. uh, leads this congregation, and he's got a psychic mind witch, the inspiring iron icon rack. Uh, and then the two witch kings of Angmar are the Blessed Blades. Look, it's just there. It's like Adam Troke himself is here. Um, yes. I thought, I thought I'd try and keep us <laughs> yeah. on track. Why? <laughs> Man with big sword. Um, yeah. I can't, can't find that in no, Bass um, So uh, there was those. And then they had various stages of mutations on cultists, which I did not see coming. Before, no. they, before these re- release, release, releases were previewed, I... Um, there were three things that I wanted from this Chaos release to go on top of the beautiful range they already have. People tend to forget that 2019 Chaos had loads of kits. So um, much good stuff. Like brand new Marines. They've already had two, three new kits this year with the Upgrade Sprue, the Chaos Chosen and the Wartsmith. So you've already had those. They'll get individual releases. Careful, uh, careful. You're, you're, bit, you're tiptoeing too close to reason here. I know, I know. Sorry. They've had no new kits for ages. Uh, they needed new Marines. Um, uh, <laughs> The to go like the cultist mutation way, I didn't really expect, but I wanted um, chaos possessed new possessed models because they're absolute garbage. I I I do not yeah. like the old possessed models. Um, so there was those ones. It was a demon prince and the chaos codex. Those were the three things I need. I kind of felt I the range needed. Um, did you get your wish? You could have thrown in. You could have thrown in a new demon engine. Like that, there were rumors of the uh, the decimators being done in plastic, but I, yeah i think that's more because they're being commonly used in tournaments at the moment for chaos because they're the right. only way to run chaos currently i think they're compared to contemptors as well and the yeah. contemptors just came out in plastic so yeah um there, there that would have been cool but i think going the cultist like doing that kind of side of it adding more variety to the cult side is a really good move because then if you're a word bearers player for example where they rely a lot on cultists and they'll probably get something for their legion trait related to cultists i'm sure they will Um, yeah if you go that way then you've got far more than just i've got not great models that are not being made anymore and they're (laughs) they're very old they're from uh dark imperium Mm. i think it was was it dark imperium Mm. or even before that i think it was actually before that uh whatever the last seventh edition one was it was the dark angels chaos one wasn't it yeah that's when those mods from um yeah so that's really cool like the different stages of mutations and the massive like demons taking over your whole body you're kind of hanging off of the demon look is a really yeah. interesting take on them that I, that I liked a lot yeah so so these are three separate kits so you, uh, you've obviously got a new cultist kit but uh, what we're talking about is the the accursed cultist mutants 
Um, so these are the first stage of mutation where they still look like cultists. They've just started um, sprouting wings or massive uh, tentacles. Uh, and then the last kit, which is the the, the biggest uh, the biggest surprise to me, which I didn't see coming at all, uh, was the the cursed mutant torment. <laughs> so many words. <laughs> Whatever they're called, the accursed cultist torments. I think they're called yeah. is their full title. Um, but these are essentially demons with, like Dave was saying, cultists pretty much hanging off of them. Uh, they look incredible um, yeah. from from a modelling point of view. Do you, um, do you know what's going to be really good as well? I imagine that they'll have keywords that are relevant to the master of possession and the greater possessed as well from the start yes. collection yes, set to make them relevant which currently the they don't really you, you can't no. really have your master of possession with venom crawlers or forge fiends to kind of boost it with the psychic power so it'd be really cool to see if they work in a more frontline way like yeah, actually cool. give the master of possession like some kind of pivotal role in your army would be good rather than just i try and cast a better and vulnerable for my forge fiends every turn yeah um yeah, that that'd be really great. And the greater possessed, they've been kind of floating a bit around where they've not had a unit like the possessed as well, which are, you know, huge absolute beasts of models. There's one like ripping the faceplate off of an ultramarine on the base. Looks cool. Like <laughs> spider arms and stuff. This is possession and the mutations done right compared yeah. to the old possessed, which is just bits stuck onto a marine. Goofy model. things stuck yeah. on a marine. Uh, yeah. they, they're also they're also really big. Yeah, they look the, huge. the guy. Yeah, the guy standing on an ultramarine. The ultramarine looks tiny. I'd say I'd say he was uh, sort of centurion size. Yeah. Gravis, Gravis, or centurion, probably somewhere yes. between the two. Um, which is great because again, it's going to give chaos more of a unique feel to them. Yeah. Um, compared to being just like the angry marines, marines. spikes and yeah adding these extra elements to chaos which is something that in their fluff they've always had is just a great thing for me in my in my mind as a chaos player who loves you know i, I just want to be playing with chaos to be. right let's move on to my section oh, go on, then you get excited now <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i did not think in uh well i say a million years but uh, 10 years that i would be excited about squats but here we go it's the it's the leagues of uh, leagues of Votan. They have a new unit. This is Imperial Chopper. Wow. Welcome back. You asked for it. We got it. The latest Chopper concept from the leagues of Votan. There we go. Leagues of Votan. He said it himself. Uh, in in the best reveal video of the night. Uh, <laughs> the the squat chopper is back no, and it wasn't though was it it wasn't the best yeah. reveal <laughs> well the best Point reveal video <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh and oh yeah I, I love this thing so uh yeah this is the new league of otan uh squat trike um ridden by a hernkin pioneer which are the, the scouts hernkin pioneer okay um, so they, uh, as described, were the the scouts of the Leagues of Votan army. So uh, they come in multiple squads. So we've only had one model that's been revealed so far. However, I think uh, during the week, during the Warhammer Fest, there's going to be uh, more Leagues of Votan releases or information coming out. Um, but interestingly, this is a dwarf uh, female um, driving this without a beard. 
So, oh, that's um, going to upset. I know. Nick I know. Beard, I know. Law heads are. Law oh. heads are going to go crazy. <laughs> from, I mean, depends which uh, side of the the barrier on. Are you on the Tolkien side or are you on the? I'm on the I don't uh, care, but people are going to be a holes yes, exactly. about That's what I'm on. <laughs> but anyway, potential issues aside, or potential arguments aside, the model is fantastic in my opinion. I've had some people say it's a bit plain. I don't care about what that. It's want? a it's a freaking trike, uh, hover trike, and um, she's carrying a bolt shotgun. Yeah, yeah. How boy. does that work? Don't I'm, ask. I'm... Rocket propelled. <laughs> rocket propelled bullet pellets inside the shotgun cartridge each yeah, one well, is I, a small I, rocket in a cartridge i i, I guess it's what it's pigeon shot but explosive the, um, the actual, whatever i don't uh, care the actual barrel of the gun is like a magnum if you actually look at the yeah. barrel of the shotgun oh, okay, so it's cool. probably like just a bit long barreled magnum, a mega bolt pistol or something. It's yeah a massive revolver that's what it looks like um, but it's also got an autocannon, a repeater autocannon, a stumpy one on the front as nice. well. But um, you've got to remember that these um, are ye olde imperial designs that have been modified over years. Uh, yep. They sort of drifted apart. So um, the actual designs look very similar to uh, Admech because obviously they're from the same places and they've, yep. they've also got the STC uh, plans, but they've drifted apart. And it's interesting to see the differences between the two. Um, because the body is very rounded and a bit like uh, what's the um, Castellan uh, robots? That's the one. Yeah, ah, those, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it looks very similar, and uh, it's uh, it's a it's a really cool model. You need to see it online if you haven't already. Yeah, it's it's great, and I I like that more stuff is coming out. You know, the they're gradually fleshing it out into being an, an army that they've once again balanced the nods back to the past. Uh, without just remaking retro stuff for the sake of nostalgia, um, yeah, which is pretty great. Yeah, where we want them to so be. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see what what route they go down. I think we discussed last last um, episode if uh, if they were part of the Imperium or they are going to be separate. If in case mm. they have any uh, bad blood, I think they'll be a Xenos. I think they'll probably be a Xenos faction. To be honest, I hope they are. Oh, yeah, that's I hope, interesting. I, yeah, yeah, not not included under the Imperial banner. It, well, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's where I'd put them. But yeah. they use Imperium tech. They've said Imperium quite a lot. I don't. It really could go either way. I don't. It doesn't necessarily matter, does it? But no, I'd cool, like man. them to be a separate army. Um, anyway, moving on because we are taking a long time to get through today's <laughs> episode. Uh, let's move on to uh, the chapter approved changes, which is a. It's not very flashy, but it's an interesting update. It's an important um, one. Yes, for anyone that plays match play and possibly beyond, uh, depending on how these rules go down. Uh, so the new traps to approve is coming out. Interestingly, I think the main point that uh, you were talk- you wanted to talk about, Dave, is that there are no points values in this book. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it redeemed the chat in on the Twitch channel, uh, who, as you can imagine, weren't moaning in any way about anything that had <laughs> happened on that those reveals. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, I think Nihilus, it's, it's Warzone Nihilus is the coming out the second half of this year. I find it hard to keep up with these books, but that's a separate issue. Um, but in this book, it's going to be like your new secondary objectives and uh, like stratagems and so on for specific armies in the book that you buy. But all of the points are either getting 
updated on the app or on the Warhammer community website, which I imagine will be a PDF that you just download yep. with all the points updates, which is a really good move and a very smart decision by Games Workshop considering the the amount of points changes that happen after Codex's release. I yes. think yes. every Codex that's released in the last two years has had point changes within a few months um, in yeah. some and, way. And, and the best thing is that if you are a casual player, you don't need to buy this book. No. This is this is just for, for match play. Yeah. yeah, this is just for match play, and this is just for uh, those people that want to go and yeah. take it as a as an official. Just play uh, Tempest document. I just I I feel in the long run, I I think some tournament organizers will move to Tempest of War. Well, the, the Throne of Skulls, Throne of Skulls is Tempest of War, yeah. which was very interesting because that's an official GW event. Mm. Um, so yeah there, there we go but um inside interestingly as well they've also got uh all of the secondary objectives from all of the factions so all factions will have uh their secondary objectives in the chapter approved book interesting um and uh, they're going to be balanced against each other and i think there's only well i suppose there's only three per per faction as well uh, but it includes stuff like uh the astro militarum that haven't got a codex and nice. chaos demons i assume as well cool. yeah um so they don't feel bad that well of course they do feel <laughs> bad but uh they don't feel as bad because bad. they're f- finally getting some of the the updates that everyone around them has got so far it'll be good when krieg get all their new kits when they do this huge astro militarum release yeah um you know it'll be worth it all, all this good stuff I'll, I'll drop that uh, League League of Votan like three bikes. Yeah, that it'll I've be got. literally a month later. Three bikes and check them on the yeah, pile. 13, 13 guys that I've painted to the pile. I with don't you. want to play with you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right. Uh, so the Warhammer Fest reveals were very chaos orientated, and one of the things that we sort of saw coming but didn't expect i'd like to say is that world eaters are not part of the chaos codex Mm. and the reason is because they are becoming a standalone faction well 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 i uh, i didn't see it coming or i sorry i saw it coming but didn't expect it if that makes sense what i meant is uh, i could see a chaos faction breaking away uh, to become a supplement, much like the Imperial uh, Space Marines do. Uh, World Eaters, I guess, was a good choice uh, based on the fact that they tried it with uh, was it Corn Demon Kin um, a few years ago. Yeah. So they've already had that taste of um, separatist um, bits from the the Chaos Space Marine Codex. So, uh, and they've got a lot of um, individual. Uh, units or bespoke units much like chaos berserkers and and Khan the betrayer as well yeah i think that um they had to do that announcement because of the codex being released yeah so yes. like they because the video to me was very much a this is going to happen so bear in mind you won't have your world eaters in the chaos codex which yeah. will yep. likely come out you'll imagine within a month or so um yeah so yeah that's what it felt like at least when i watched the video it was very much like this is our reason why they're not here you can go to, you can go to white dwarf to find your rules for the chaos book but yeah. then for, for, you for world eaters players it puts you in the strange position where you're you'll buy the codex the chaos codex but also knowing you'll need to update that codex in let's say a couple of like a year maybe 
with the white dwarf. It's a very odd situation for world eaters players, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I sort of had it when the Templars Codex was sort of announced, although yeah. they they were they were revealed of being a separate faction where you're sort of playing with a codex that you are only half interested in because you know something is coming, but yeah. then you're also motivated at the same time because you know something is coming. Um, it's it's strange, and I guess they, yeah, like you said, they did it now so they'd avoid the confrontations. Um, but they did also reveal that new Corn Berserker models are coming as well. I mean, they had to. Big. Which I can't use as a Black Legion player. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. well, but, then, but then cool. it makes Cheers. World Eaters... Yes, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But ironically, so, I can use um, Rubric Marines and Plague Marines in my yeah Legion army. That... But anyway, that's me being pedantic. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's speaking of someone that's got a load of berserk. <laughs> I d- no, I don't because the models are awful and I wanted new ones. <laughs> well, you exactly. don't like the, like the three foot hands. No. no. Oh right. Uh, let's let's stick with chaos for now. And move on to something that was revealed actually earlier in the week, but the big reveal where they showed all of the alternate kits that you get uh, was was at this Warhammer Fest online, and that is the Chaos Demon Prince. And my God, they've hit this out of the park, if I do say it's so myself. Amazing, it is. It is, the and it's, one is it's garbage by comparison. It's the same kit that makes like. Uh, like loads tens of different combinations yeah. for 40k and fantasy yeah so you can put this in your i mean you can put this in any chaos space marine i say that as death guard thousand suns yeah, you can lists yeah but you can also use this in chaos demon 40k list you can also use it in uh, chaos demon um uh age of sigma list yeah. as well very versatile yeah it's uh it's it's great i mean you've got multiple different heads i can see what five different heads here uh, different weapons, different loadouts, uh, different armor, obviously, because one's a, a, a Chaos Space Marine version. Um, wings. Um, Represent all the different options types as of well. Feet. Yeah, like, uh, and yeah, like you said, that they're, they're, they're specialized to uh, Chaos Gods as well. Yeah. So there's a Corn Head, there's a Slanesh yeah. Head, there's a, a Zinch Head, etc., etc. So it's, uh, I think it's a fantastic kit. Saying someone that doesn't really play. <laughs> chaos at all i i'd love to just paint it it's um what's uh excellent about it is the fact that on sunday when they previewed the slaves to darkness one because there'd been loads of like leaks on the internet um mm. people were complaining that the head looked awful and then they're like well there's six heads in the box yeah exactly. even though the head looks really good i don't understand but people, people can't be it. happy um yeah, I mean, it's everything you would want as a Chaos player in a Demon Prince. Like, It's just oh, incredible. It's I've looked at the one without wings and thought, this looks amazing. And then I've looked at the one with wings and thought, this looks amazing. I don't know mm-hmm. what version I'll build um, when it comes Get out. Well, <laughs> probably <laughs> not, because you'll only have a rule where you can have one. Um, but Fair. yeah, I mean, I just feel sorry for people that have painted three Zinch Demon Princes like Nick. Do yeah, you? he's going to do another one. <laughs> another reason to make another lava base. He'll love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but I oh know. I'm just. I'm just going through the heads. Like the <laughs> Nurgle head. Just yeah, it's amazing. Thrill and as the, Dave the does a corn... part by part breakdown of the entire sprue. Yeah, I mean the corn head is. Uh, it looks like one step away from a, a bloodthirster. Yeah, yeah. So it's you really can cool. really see. 
it, it sort of tells you the story of with the enlarged Chaos Space Marine armor. That they, this is a Chaos Space Marine that is um, imagine a Chaos Lord being elevated. You, you convert a Chaos Lord from a Baden and you use one of the heads from the de- that Demon Prince on that um, Abaddon model as like a Chaos Lord of Corn. Oh, cool! With yeah. the lion head, how good would that be? That'd be so opportunities. Right, and I think in terms of models, that was everything that was at Warhammer Fest. Yeah, it captured uh, well. It's not. Yeah, there was uh, the Angels of Death Origins uh, was was um, sure. previewed as well, which was the, uh, the 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 prequel to the um, popular Angels of Death Blood Angels um, uh, series on Warhammer Plus, yep. of which is getting a season it two. It is as incredible, well. mm-hmm. Angels of Death. If you have Warhammer Plus and you haven't seen it, it is amazing. So cinematic. It reminds me of uh, Sin City with the oh, the the black and the yeah. white and the it's 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 great visually. The fact they've said the the um, episode is going to be longer as well is great. Mm, so, Twenty five minutes. Yeah. Very interesting. Good stuff. Very interesting. And I guess the only other thing that was revealed in the last month is uh, the balanced data slate. But we will save that for the topic later. Yeah, that is our discussion point. All right, that nicely wraps up Warhammer Fest previews. And next year, we really need to get an actual Warhammer Fest, I hope, if things have returned to normal. so I hope so. It's been, yeah. a, been a pretty awesome show. And I love the way they've put so much behind doing this online. They've, they've done a bang-up job. Mm. But we all miss Coventry. We do. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one. Oof, brutal. For those poor, someone in Coventry's going to get well upset with you now. I, I, I honestly <laughs> yeah. thought it would be in person this year. I did. But. I th- I thought it would be. I was as well. surprised I, it wasn't. I guess they need. Big it might take time. like six months worth of planning. I don't yeah. know. I've never tried yeah. to organise something like that. Can't organise it. I tell you what, I've tried to organise a game for you two, and we still can't blooming get there. So, as alluded to, I have set up a challenge now. Normally, I would uh, normally Dave would run a lot of these game shows, uh, but this time uh, I've created something, and, it, and it's uh, Dave's already kind of. Uh, foreshadowed it a little bit in mentioning things in the intro but uh am i it, no not you the so other the one size no, of your chopper we're doing a bit actually done my game we're doing a bit of cute music dave we're doing a bit of who's older you love it dave i know what the game is already rich is enough to say i know what the it game. is I, right. I didn't know before this but Right, going to preface this with a little bit of uh, this information included here is as accurate as I was able to find on the internet, which, as alluded to previously when Dave and I talked about this, is not easy to come by. So, <laughs> I have dredged through the annals of the internet websites to find the release dates of a number of... <laughs> I think of... it was hovering over the sensor beep then. Oh, a, a number of Games Workshop products. Right. And I've also got a list of a number of pop culture and or world events when you when you look at us two we scream pop culture you do so you do. uh we, sh- we should be good here i will i will <laughs> go back and, and mention that um dave obviously mentioned the catch and jungle fighters from his previous challenge i believe the event you actually compared them to was the release of it wasn't me by shaggy oh that's um, true yeah <laughs> yes i remember I'm fairly confident, <laughs> it was uh, which yeah, is, is uh, not one of the questions here the catch and jungle so Someone's been going through our old episodes. <laughs> Based on Dave letting that information slip earlier in the episode, I am going to... I was going to offer who would like to go first, but I am going to put uh, regular host Dave 
up on the docket first. Right, so I've broken these down into categories because we love breaking things down to categories, and the first of which is going to be really uh, defining models and kits and sets from GW's history, right? So these are, these, are, these are big marquee things where you're like, oh yeah, I remember when that came out. So, host I, Dave, I, I, yeah. you're going to get to go I can't remember first. what I did last week. So, <laughs> which is older? The loud, right. the loud rumblings of the beginning of the introduction of Apocalypse when the Bane Blade first rumbled onto tables in Games Workshop in its plastic form brought over from Jeez. Forge World, something oh. no one would ever have expected. Which is older, that or the career-defining performance from Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, a film that everybody remembers close to their hearts. Which of those two things is older? Yeah, I mean, I, I was in the hobby when the, the plastic Bane Blade came out, because I remember it. Oh, crikey. The thing is, The Dark Knight, you think, how many years ago was it? More than you think, Dave. I'm going to put that out yeah. there now. I am going to say that the Bane Blade came out before. Correct. Oh. Good lad. The Bane Blade was released in September of 2007. The Dark Knight came out in July 2008. Oh, it was a year off. I thought it was too Closer than, than I thought, actually. Right, that's a one point to you. We're playing Yikes. for points, so buckle up, right? Well, you don't need to say that, 2008. So buckle up, Dave, because this this is one that you you may remember because this was quite some time ago. Oh, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's an addition. It's 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 the Loki. it's the something that got us all into 40k at the time that it came out or dragged us around it at some point, and that would be the release. Not necessarily when you remember the release, uh, regular Dave, but we're talking about the release of third edition box set of 40k. What's older, that or an incredibly memorable political moment for some of us when the UK returned Hong Kong to the ownership of China. Um, okay, so I think that the uh, the third edition box set was... Is, is this out... where we point out to the audience that you're a history teacher? <laughs> that, that was... I've taken a gamble on some knowledge on Because some knowledge, you just uh, all know every event of history. Um, the... Third edition box set, I think, is nineteen ninety. I think it's eight or nine. I think it might be ninety nine for the third edition box set. I'm trying to remember it from when I was at school. So That's I know thing, it came it? out when I was at school. Um, I think I was like year seven or eight. I'm poker facing um, it here, mate. So you got no chance of reading. So I think it's nineteen nine. I think Hong Kong was ninety four five. So I'm going to say that the that Hong Kong is old. The 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 returning of Hong Kong is older than the box set Logic. correct good oh. man it would have been embarrassing if you had got it wrong though wouldn't it was i right for the <laughs> third edition box set uh third edition box set came out in october of 1998 oh 98 there you go hong, okay. hong kong was yeah. returned to the chinese in uh july of 1997 oh okay oh all right mm. all go. right so we remember when this hit our screens because the first thing that we ever saw was a discarded cardboard box picture from games workshops bins len we had an incredible, incredible what? real release video of Duncan Rhodes leaping out of a bin, showing us the arrival of the first Primarch in plastic, Magnus the Red. Well, demon Primarch, I should say. So what is older, that or something that will go down in history? And if you think you've brought politics into this, Dave, the <laughs> EU referendum in the UK. Oh, God. Uh, EU referendum. I was at my 
old place. What are we now? 2022. No hints from you. I can see you on screen. <laughs> uh, t- t- what are we? 2022 now. We won. Correct. You're, you're halfway there, Dave. Well done. Your yeah. year it is now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, was I there for four or five? No, three or four years. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna impose 2000... a time limit on these, so you've got you've got oh, a... okay. 2018. Snap decision. Which happened first? I'm gonna say the referendum because Duncan Rhodes hasn't been in front of the cameras for that long. Okay, correct. Oh. The EU referendum was June 2016, and we got the release 16. of Magnus the Red in two th- October 2016. Oh, okay. Oh, they were quite close. Wow. What I did what I did discover when going back and looking through all these is it literally doesn't matter how close the actual events were because your brain and time don't work like that. It's literally so an absolute icon. (laughs) An absolute icon. A model still in its current form. The arrival of the current edition of the Space Marine Land Raider. Okay. Or a date that will live in infamy for people who worked in IT at the time. And uh, for everybody else, it was something called the Millennium. But the the day when the clocks ticked over and the Millennium bug did not destroy the world. Yeah. The arrival so was, of the year 2000, which uh, which happened first? I was thinking that the Land Raider, because I had the poster with the uh, the breaker part of the inside mm-hmm. of the Land Raider when it was released. I think that was oh, like, the, I think the that was 2002 or 2003 um, was the Land Raider. Um, so I'm going to say, I think the Millennium was is... is, is further away than the yeah. Land Raider. Correct. So, the uh, I don't need to tell everybody when the turning of the Millennium was, uh, but the Land Raider was released in May of 2000. Oh, okay. Oh. So it's, it's a lot older than it th- I thought it was, and it's before I got into the hobby. Because I've got, I've got a, a an old white dwarf of a Black Templar army, as you do, and it has a Land Raider Crusader in that, and I'm sure that was 2001. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Good work. Neck and neck at two each. So maybe I made these too <laughs> easy. So screaming onto battlefields across the world was the arrival of the first plastic flyer in the Valkyrie for the Imperial Guard. Oh, no. Or screaming onto our screens and people screaming from the cinemas in anger because the, we also had the arrival of Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull. One of those, <laughs> one of those, a, one of those, a landmark in, 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 in its field, the other one an absolute pile of turd. The other so, one's the Valkyrie. <laughs> not the Valkyrie, spoiler alert. Uh, which came first, Dave? Eaten alive by killer ants or a <laughs> resin flyer converted to plastic. While you think I will remind people that the Valkyrie comes with one of the most infuriating instruction manuals in the in the history of Games Workshop because it doesn't have any numbered parts still. Right, so come on, Dave, the Valkyrie or Crystal Skull? What 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 uh, what came first? Disappointment or joy? I'm gonna have to say the Valkyrie was first, just because Crystal Skull can't be that old. Oh, oh dear. The Valkyrie was released in May 2009. We suffered through uh, Temple no. of the Crystal Skull in May 2008, an entire year apart. Valkyrie was 2009? Mm. Ah, there we go. Right, and the last one in this category for you, Other Dave, is uh, the stomp, stomp, stomp and the shaking of the battlefield as the Imperial Knight firmly put its foot down as being something everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Or... The incredibly memorable viral question that everyone needed to know the answer to 
Was that dress black and white yes. or blue and gold? Um, I tell you why that's hard because it's too recent to not know. Was it recent, well, though, Dave? I think that the yeah. Imperial Knight it's was fairly in, recent, wasn't it? The Imperial Knight was twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fourteen. That sort of time. Maybe um, I have no idea when the dress thing was. Uh, mm. I'm going to say that the older thing is the the dress is older than the knight. <laughs> Oh no! No! <laughs> the Imperial so Knight made its mark in way back 2014. You were pretty accurate with that, but uh, the world got turned upside down deciding the dress's colour in 2000, May 2015. Uh, it was black so, and blue. I'm sure that. I, it, it, there's no answer to the question, Dave. Not, yeah. We're not. We're not repeating the internet argument on air. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't been long was, enough. Let's do it. No. No. <laughs> right. Two points apiece. Right. Next one. Next category. We're going to talk about ancients, and these are relics from Games Workshop's past, although I would say that they were relics from the past, except they are still the current model. Everything on this segment is more than 15 years old, and some of them significantly more (laughs) than that. I thought you were going to say, everything on this segment is a Phoenix Lord from the (laughs) Elder. It's Astra Militarum. (laughs) It's Asherman. It's Fugan. I'm going to say now, there was a Phoenix there was a Phoenix Lord on the list, but I pulled it off because I had too many Eldar things on the list already. <laughs> right, this is the reason you're going first, uh, regular Dave, because the first uh, item on the list is the memorable arrival of Arnie's buddies in the Kachan Jungle Fighters. Note, oh, no. still the current kit. Well, actually, it? I know this. Yep. It was 19... 19- well, oh. That is if Dave gave you the correct information at the start of the show, because yeah. I have the exact date here. What's older, that or the absolute banger that everybody loves, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, oh. from The Offspring. Which the offspring. is older? Dude, oh, man. When was that out? Well, if I told you, that would answer I remember the, the music video of him in a what, the white shirt backwards cap in a lowrider. Would you like to verbally describe what a Katachang jungle fighter looks like at the same time, Dave, <laughs> to help you on your decision-making process? Well, if we're going with what Dave said, which I try to remember what he said, actually, it's 1997. I think think Katachans are a third edition kit, not a second edition. Oh, I'm saying nothing. Right. Come on, then. I need I need an answer from you. Which which of these two things is older? I'm going to say Katachans are older. Oh, come on. We got the Katachan, (laughs) the cat, the current Katachan Jungle Fighters Plastic Guard Infantry Kit from November to November 1999. Wow. Pretty Fly for pretty, a White Guy was uh, November 1998. Oh, all right. <laughs> right. All right. This Copyright is, this strike. This is. Yeah. This is... <laughs> I mean, if we That's get demarked for that, I'd be very impressive. That's how good it was. They're going to demonetize our free show. Um, you thought I was playing it over the speakers. <laughs> okay, this this one you should know the answer to, Dave, because oh, uh, what came first, the river dancing ham fisted corn berserker kit? Or the arrival of some technology that will have brought an end to this sound that we all used to know. This is this is uh, regular Dave hearing this for the first time in his life, probably. Uh, no. Okay. So uh, this is this was the height of my Warcraft fame. What came for? Still playing, isn't it? <laughs> what, <laughs> came, what came I'm first? Press, the, I'm press pause. <laughs> the Corn Berserkers or the first house in the UK being connected to broadband and the death uh, of the dial-up modem? Corn Berserkers. What's, Corn oh, Berserkers. He's very quick at that. He's correct. 
Nice. But it's closer than you think. Corn Berserkers, March 1999. First house connected to broadband, March 2000. Oh, okay. It was closer than I thought. Mm. Oh, that puts mm. David. That puts David point ahead. I hope you're up to date on your uh, on your Eldari knowledge, Dave, because we have. Oh yeah, that classic army of one of the only ones that I haven't collected. <laughs> I believe it's your favourite unit from the uh, Eldari uh, Eldari range, as the Zip Zap Warp Spiders. Oh yes. Teleport their way in. What's older, that or the first time people heard this sound? Which is probably also something you've never heard. That is the startup music for Windows 95. Redefining. So many core memories. Redefining. Ooh. That's some stress triggered some people who are listening to yeah. this show. Redefining what a desktop PC was going to be. So, Dave. When did Windows 95 come out? I mean, I'm not going to tell you the month, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> you can guess which year. <laughs> oh, man. Warp Spiders. They're, they're still like 2D, aren't they? As in 2D. No, they're definitely 3D models, shape. Dave. They're not a cardboard Yes, cutout. you know what I mean. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to say that oh, warp spiders are older because I'm sure I've seen them on Goblin Green bases. The Oof. warp spiders, current models uh, for the range, uh, March 1994. That's ridiculous. Windows 95 was July 1995. That is ridiculous. The biggest troll. The biggest troll for them is the fact that in the auto, the new Autark kit, they did a um, yeah. web the warp spider <laughs> backpack <laughs> and gun. Such a bad. <laughs> they did both things. They're like, no, it's fine. We'll just keep the warp spiders. Let's updo. Let's do the howling band. You know. Right, you'll also probably be quite clued up on this one, Dave, because uh, this 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 legendary Games Workshop talent character. Um, being as you're such a fan of chaos, you should you should really remember <laughs> the day that we first saw the arrival of Azriel, the model. Oh, shit, a nice. classic, I love it. I love it. Goodwin I loved model. every minute of it. That, or the equally as memorable movie that we all love so much, starring Kevin Cosner. It's Waterworld. Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still the the uh, world record for the biggest flop? Like, I, I believe flops? so. Yeah, in terms yeah. of proportion of, of spent to income. Yeah, <laughs> just thinking about Waterworld I, now. No, I just thought the biggest flop was all the Imperial Guard people on the Warhammer community site. <laughs> <laughs> they they were not happy. Oh dear. Um, yeah. Uh, so Waterworld, Waterworld or Azrael? Azrael. I think that Azrael is older than Waterworld. Oh no. oh no! Asriel couldn't make your mind up there, Dave. Bit like the Dark Angels, as uh, Asriel was released to us in January of 1996, whereas Waterworld came out in August 1995. Dave, you were like three. Uh, shut up. Dark, Dark <laughs> Angels. Interesting fact about Dark Angels: they're the first Space Marine chapter to get two codexes in Ninth Edition when Chaos Space Marines comes out. Really? Oh. Nice. What a burn on them. Oh, chaos joke about Dark Angels. Yeah, <laughs> oh, are, are the um, are the fallen actually in the chaos code? Yeah, I think Just so. A, as a side, side, well. side oh, that's cool. note, that's cool. Nice. Cipher should be. And the fallen should be okay. You think that uh, it's just Catan jungle fighters that have an old plastic kit? Oh no 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 no! Everybody's favourite hungry carnivorous birds also have a plastic kit that dates from some time back in history, and that's the croot. You love a bit of croot, Dave. Oh, what's I, older? I do now croot or the absolute banger? It's getting hot in here. Which of those two is older? Ah, uh, school discos. That's true. They take off all discos. Discos. Did you have a lot of crew? Did you have a lot of crew at your school discos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just everywhere. 
Chewing on, some, chewing on some meat bones. <laughs> <laughs> Drumstick, whatever it is he's got on his belt. Those Panda Pops, the crew, love them. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, surely crew uh, are more recent, so I'm going to say hot in here is older. <laughs> Crute. Crute, the current plastic crew kit dating back to October 2001. Yes, they're more than 20 years old, the crew kit. Jeez. They hold up well. Yeah, they're right. not bad. Hot in here released May 2002. All right, Dave, you kind of slipped up earlier when we talked about big things stomping onto the battlefield, so I will give you one more chance. It's the arrival of the incredibly heavy and possibly lethal when assembled Inquisitor Karamazov in oh, his cur- in his called kit. at the time Throne of Judgment. Mm-hmm. Same model, different name. That or something that capped off disappointment for many, many people, and that was the third instalment of a franchise we now not hobby not... tips. Hobby tips. <laughs> that caps nice. off disappointment. Caps off disappointment. Not the hobby tips. It's Re- it's Revenge of the Sith. I know Kazmirov was metal. I know he was made in metal originally, and then yep, dangerous. It was a brick. Yeah, I want to say I think Kazmirov's like. 2004 maybe 2003 um and the so was um, revenge of the sith was 2003 as well so he said it with confidence he said both those dates with confidence so which one's which dave i know i know i'm gonna say that kazmarinov is older he sneaks ahead it was April 2004, so your initial statement of 2004 was correct, whereas Revenge of the yeah. Sith was May 2005. Okay. 2005, okay. Yeah. Final category. We'll, we'll, we'll blast through these ones because you guys are going to have no clue. Because Games Workshop don't <laughs> just make the world's best plastic models. They, they, also, outsource their IP. <laughs> they also outsource their IP to some of the best products that you'll ever come across in their fields. <laughs> oh, no. So, unfortunately, uh, because you're going first, uh, regular Dave, you're going to have no chance of this one. But I'll, I'll let you have a guess because basically. It's going to be like a, a Japanese plushie or something. This is a souped it? up guessing game. It was the installment of one of the most memorable computer games to ever come out under a Games Workshop title that you may or may not remember. It was the arrival of the game known and recently revamped, or given a glow up, as you would say, Chaos Gate. <laughs> okay. What's older, that classic PC game or that really, really, really memorable movie about a ship that crashes into a big chunk of ice that took two and a half freaking hours? It's Titanic. This is a complete guess. FYI, most of your other ones have been complete guesses. Let's not not sugarcoat it. (laughs) Yeah, Only the cat jam was not because Dave told me. Wrong information. Um, Wrong, yes. Yeah, very wrong. Uh, I'm going to have to say that um, Chaos Gate is older. Oh, Chaos Gate November 1998. Titanic January 1998. That's tough. I mean, that's that's really harsh. (laughs) I mean, it's not helping that, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't aged in, what, 40 years or whatever. (laughs) He hasn't aged and that that had some seriously questionable CG in it, that movie. Uh, (laughs) Talking of seriously questionable CG, Dave, coming up for you is uh, one of Games Workshop's most and probably only, I think at this point, memorable movies. The Ultramarines movie. <laughs> that, okay. that, or the greatest interview in the history of mankind that gave us phrases like tiger blood and Adonis DNA. <laughs> it's that time when Charlie Sheen was winning, 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 
which of these two events is older? I just thank you for this round. Just <laughs> brought so many memories back. I'm still reeling from the Windows music. Um, I'm going to say that Charlie Sheen is old, the older thing. I think Ultramarine came out more recently than you think because it is it's awful. <laughs> it's very bad. Yeah. So I'm going to okay, say Charlie some Sheen. good actors in it. Oh. Ultramarine's movie released December 2010. Charlie Sheen has a breakdown on national te- or global television early 2011. Well, I still think Ultramarine's come. That 2010 even feels too recent for Ultramarine. It's so bad, that film. Oh my God. Anyway, right. It's Sean Pertwee in it. Tell you what wasn't bad. Tell you what was an absolute smash hit. And something's back up your alley again, Dave. The release of the computer game Fire Warrior. Oh. What's don't, older? Don't. People out there, don't go and replay it. No, don't. Just I have happy memories. I loved it. Just and ha- I, I replayed it about two years ago, and it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and that, or uh, as we've, we we could talk politics again about this, but we won't. It was the arrival of the euro as hard currency for the first time. Oh, jeez. Which I can tell you is longer ago than you think it is. Because uh, Fire Warrior is two th- early 2000s. Oh, man, when would the euro come out? We'll edit out your thinking process, or somebody will add in the two <laughs> hours later clip that you love yeah. to use <laughs> so often. I still, I still have those. Nice. I'm going to have to say the Euro is older. Oh, he drags it back Ooh. to a level four points each. Quite there we get bit. four. Is that it? <laughs> push this down to the wire. The Euro came out in January 2002. We started the year by having the actual hard currency. It had been introduced as a, as a soft currency the year before, apparently, but no one actually had any notes. You could have digital or you could have it in your bank account. I don't understand how that works. I don't even understand how real economies work. And Fire Warrior was October 2003. Oh, it was 2003. Yeah. Oh. I mean, while we're on the theme, Dave, of video games, that one video game whose intro sequence blew people's minds when they watched it for the first time, forget what the actual game was like, which was also astounding, Dawn of War. War. Oh, the Sims Vacation. (laughs) Okay. Sims Hit and Run. Oh, that, that was a banger. That was a banger. That or the equally visually defining moments in the cinematic release of Return of the King. Which of those two things is older? Again, both of these things probably older than you want to think they are. I like the way We're Dave's talking... thinking face is, is perfectly still, and I'm not sure if his camera keeps freezing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Dawn of War... One, I assume we're talking about orcs and the OG Dawn of War blood, with, the, blood with, with the with the primo Blood Ravens versus orcs yeah. intro cinematic. Um, I'm going to say that that is older than Return of the King. Ooh. Ooh, Would you have cinematic- said that, Dave? Would, did you think that it was older, Dawn of War? I know that now we know it's wrong, but. I would have said that Dawn of War is older than Return yeah. of the King. I would have as well, but uh, no. Cinematic release of the Return of the King just, is. Just based on CGI quality. I mean, I think they had a bigger budget. Slightly larger budget. 2003's uh, Return of the King, isn't it? 2000, December 2003, September 2004 for Dawn of War. Oh, sure. Okay. And we could round things out with uh, one of the other mediums that GW ha- I would, would have said started dabbling in and now has so heavily invested in they have their own shop at Warhammer World. It's uh, Black Library. So, regular Dave. This is the last round you two are neck and neck. So this is going to be the defining one. What's older? <laughs> this is for the win. This is Whoa. for the win. The time where we got that memorable line, I was there the day Horus slew the Emperor as the opener for Horus Rising. 
Mm. Or one of the hardest to obtain objects since unobtainium at release, the Nintendo Wii. Which of those two things is older? Oh, man. Nintendo Wii. Diddling, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get sound bites for everything. I just couldn't be bothered, to be frank. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I'm going to have to say the Nintendo Wii is older. <laughs> That's thumbs down. That's thumbs down. That means you got it wrong. Cool. Don't try and engineer Fool. your own win. <laughs> I was there. The day day failed. <laughs> There we go. Chorus Rising, April 2006, the Nintendo Wii, December 2006, if you could get your hands Uh, on one. uh, All right, Dave, if you can get this right, you will win this glorious challenge and have gloating points for, I don't know, a few weeks or something. You can be be Superior Dave. I'm glad that Superior Dave, potentially Superior Dave, has this one and not you, because this is going to be a, a fairer test. It is the arrival of probably the most iconic of all of the regiments of the Imperial Guard in book form. It's Dan Abnett's Legacy Ooh. to Games Workshop, the publishing of first and only the initial Gaunt's Ghost novel. Their stories appeared in other publications before that. That The best series. <clears throat> I've never read it. Oh, never read it. Too. I'll tell you what you never will remember so though, Dave. I'll tell you what we will remember. A certain young lady biting her lip and pronouncing things in very unusual ways in the video for Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Which of those two things is older? I mean, <laughs> surely. I mean, I, I'm doubting myself, but surely Britney Spears' video is older than Gaunt's Ghost. There are 17 Gaunt's Ghost novels, if that helps. 17? I believe so. Maybe Yikes. it's 14. There's a lot. It's been at it for a while. There's the three um, trilogies, isn't there? And then there's, yeah, there must be five or six books after that. I mean, was he writing that before? I mean, never hit me. That's like 90. Isn't that like 1998? Britney Spears. I know you're not going to tell me because it's the game, but both of these things are both of these things also. As I was doing this list, was depressing me because they're both older than I thought they were. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say Gord's Ghost is older. Oh, you You said seventeen books. You were like you were just basically telling me it was older. No, 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 I'm feeding you. Objection. Objection overruled. Of course, I was like I should go with my gut, and then I said the completely opposite thing. How annoying! So yes, hit me, baby, one more time. You were right though. 1998. Well, remember, Dave, October 1998 to be specific. Uh, but Gaunt's Ghost's first what novel. Why do I remember that? Did not yeah. Gaunt's yeah. Ghost, many a dark room watching that. Did not come out until August of 1999. His first print. Oh, oh dear. So after that, now, absolute... now Rich is scrambling because he hasn't got a tiebreaker question. Now, I've got a tiebreaker question. I don't care. Um, which came first? Oh, I'll tell you what the tiebreaker is. Which came first? Catachan Jungle Fighters or <laughs> It Wasn't Me by Shaggy? <laughs> no, that's not it. You two can finish on four four, and maybe we come back and revisit this in the future when I have time to figure out what other GW kits are old. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So well Thank done on the draw, Rich. lads. Let's uh, let's 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 cap that off. Do you, do you have ending music, or do you just play the intro music again? Or do you I just mean, I could. Yeah, I'm not going to bother. In the interest I've of got, time, got... let's just let's just talk about the data sheet. <laughs> Oh, this that again! Imperial Chopper. There you go. How's that? How's that for an ending? That's perfect. Oh, right. What have we got? <laughs> We're still here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Right, so the balanced data sheet, now that we're done with all that nonsense, <laughs> we, we did need to talk about this um, because I thought it, when we were talking about opportunities for the show topic, uh, you'd kind of basically had a bit of a moan about Armour of Contempt previously, Dave. Um, mm. But then there are other things that have changed. And this is not the first time we've had the balanced data sheet, despite the fact this might be the first time it's been publicly bemoaned as much. Um, so we definitely thought it was worth diving into. Um, and as I basically don't play 40k at the moment, having Dave's kind of input on this is is, <laughs> is super valuable. So obviously there have been a number of these that have come out uh, in various times. Uh, some of them have been lauded with uh, great uh, response, such as the addition of Core to a bunch of Necron units, for example, that really buffed the codex up and made a lot of stuff playable. Um, even in the last iteration, we saw a huge buff to guards, uh, guard players uh, in the introduction mm. of uh, cheaper units with the free weapon upgrades and sixes to hit if you're 100% guard auto wounding. Um, but from my understanding of people I've, we've talked to, chatting in the Discord, for example, uh, it didn't really make that much of a difference for the guard players. However, that was because they were up against the Marine list and i think uh you've just nicely summarized it when we weren't actually chatting on the recording uh dave that that armor of contempt one is the one that's kind of like the de- the defining change of this 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 time it's come out right yeah I, I mean i've been lucky enough to play a couple of games with armor of contempt um yeah the, the, i mean the first one caught me off guard because um sorry to name drop here but um i was at tabletop tactics and the balance data slate <laughs> uh the balanced data slate came out the day we were recording um so we'd already set up our armies um been through i think we've been through our lists uh and then this came out we couldn't really record with old rules um on a, on a channel Fair. Uh, and it completely changed the complexion of the game but i mean just as we were we were talking about it i i, I summarized it just by saying I don't really like it because it makes my opponent worse rather than me better. I know it's a buff for me, um, but it it nullifies the opponent's weapons rather than giving me like plus one to my armor save or something. It's it's uh, ignoring your rules, and I don't like those rules. I don't like anything that. I'm not a great fan of the uh, the railguns ignoring invun saves because if you've shelled out a load of money a load of money a load of points or you've um, taken something specifically with a with a decent invun save and then the railgun goes straight through it that's completely nullifying what you've brought and then the same thing of oh great well, i've just given myself minus one ap um, by paying i don't know 60 points across the army uh, and then marines go well i'm just gonna ignore that ignore that specific thing for free yeah yeah and it it, it turned our game into a bit of a flailing match because um everything is very killy in the game everything is is seems to be very killy but then when you break it down everything is basically ap minus one or maybe ap minus two uh and then when armor of contempt comes in and completely nullifies that or makes it uh, almost nothing so marines are almost always on a three or a four up save it suddenly makes them very uh, tanky and not a lot happens if you have an army full of ap one or two weapons and i just it, it it did feel like we were very underpowered even though we were the ones with the rule and it i don't know it was it was it was strange at the time obviously i've had some time to reflect on it and i still feel that 
marine versus marine battles at the moment are just not the way to go because it's very uh, boggy and it takes a lot. I mean, uh, the, the the stonks of eliminators have gone up just based on the fact that mounted guns are minus four. Uh, but anything with minus one or even minus two, if if you haven't got a high strength or or re rolls attached to them, they hardly do anything. Also, feel like the the irony of it being designed to make marines better when marines are an army where their majority of their weapons are minus one ap yeah <laughs> like their line infantry like unless you're in tactical doctrine um you're going to be minus one ap on your bolt rifles or whatever you yeah. take so in fact it actually by saying this is going to make them survive more against these like basically the xenos codexes that have been released because they've put the ap on those up to like 11 um <laughs> And then, uh, but it makes them Marines worse against other Marine armies. It's just yeah. a really like kind of a strange thing. It's like they've got a buff, but also they are worse. Yeah, and and I guess I guess combined with other rules as well, especially I was playing against Death Guard with disgustingly resilient, where they're minus one to the damage as well, and their toughness five already. Uh, Death Guard are from a law wise cool because they're very hard to kill but from a opposing player it's not demoralizing but it's it's a bit disheartening when your stuff just doesn't do anything yeah, uh, yeah. and that's that's coming from a marine player that did get the rule so I think that um, with Death Guard though um, an argument could be made that maybe them actually having minus one to AP actually is very thematic for them and considering they were dying in droves and you pay a lot of points for a death guard a plague marine like you do play you're paying 20 odd 25 points or something so I don't know yeah well I, th- I think it's just the, the, the stacking the stacking three rules of uh, yeah. worsening AP so m- minus one to your AP if that makes sense uh, toughness five and minus one to your damage the 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 sort of the trifactor of all three of them makes their line infantry very very good arguably too too good i mean like 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 you said it's you're paying a lot of points for them and law wise it's quite cool but yeah you're making the opponent worse rather than making them better which is 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 the worst is it's the bit i don't like it's a feel bad rule in my opinion um i know something had to be done because in the meta space marines were getting destroyed but uh yeah i don't know if that is the way to go i think they should have no i just wonder where it kind of leads to because you know we've we talked about book bloat and stuff in a previous episode not that long ago and now we've got this Mm. other element um and for every army they're adding a couple of new things and this feels like another layer that's been placed on the game where there's yet more shuffling backwards and forwards between what's going on. Um, now that they've given Marines this armor of contempt and it's spun it out of, you know, uh, a proportion a little bit. Um, there are a lot of armies, like you've said that, are, you know, now their line infantry's benefit has been taken away from them. Um, orcs, orcs with their choppers just oh, decimated. Well, I mean, Skitari Rangers, uh, Eldari, guardians etc 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 all the ap minus one stuff uh what happens next do they then actually if they want to backpedal do they remove that from the marine offering because they haven't actually taken anything off of these data sheets yet i don't think i think this is the third iteration 
Um, right. But or do they make some other units better? And do we end up in this kind of you know arms race of changes? Yeah. And I think that's what the kind of concern is. And I mean, who and who does this matter to? Is this purely people playing match play that are expected to implement these rules, or is it kind of everywhere? Because I, I didn't, I didn't, it, I didn't see how it's... defined that was. It's the classic argument of you change the game for a set of people, it affects everyone. Um, you, you have you see it in um, video games with um, uh, like seasonal changes, and you see it in board games with these sorts of changes where they change it for often the minority, which are the top end players, um, and it it trickles down and it affects everyone. And if you have a casual game going. <laughs> It, it can it can be a bit of a, a strange um interaction which i don't think is is the best and a lot of rules are in place for these top end players i mean the rule of three if you're playing a casual game it's not often that you're going to get to the rule of three if you're a friend if you're having a friendly game yeah um and that's put in place for the 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 meta that the competitive players which is which is fine, but it's a rule like this where it trickles down and it makes the casual games a bit less fun, uh, in my opinion, is, uh, is is not great. But, I mean, we're not rules writers. I, I don't know what the alternative is. I mean, That's the, thing. The, the, the Thousand Suns have a cool rule of um, the Aller's Dust, which if it's a uh, damage one weapon, they get plus one to their armor save, but that's their jam. You can't give that to the Marines in general. Does that stack with Armor of Contempt? Yeah. That's a good question. It does. I yeah. guess so. It yeah. does. Because it's, it's AP versus damage. It's yeah. two different. Oh, cool. They... Rupert Marie's got yeah. a lot better. Um, I also think that it's. You've, you've talked about it really well there, Rich, with um, how 40K is a game that you can't balance. No. Like, I don't. It's, it's never. Like, this is a very way too old conversation where it's. Um, it's never been designed to be balanced. It's not. Ne- it's not really designed for a competitive, like leaning. It just mm. obviously with games like this, you're going to have a competitive scene. Um, yep. Games actually have been very open in actually saying that as well um, at various different points. Um, I think Tempest of War has gone a long way to balancing the game, but because mm-hmm. um, of list choices and so on. Um, but there is, like you say, yeah. so much going on now and for a new player coming into the hobby uh trying to play a game of 40k you're talking about a lot of things they need to know they need to know a balanced data sheet they need to know what their codex does the codex is out of date immediately as soon as they buy it which is <laughs> That's a separate issue like you know yeah i, I you, thought... you're probably talking about three or four games before they've got to the actual full rule set well yeah I, I, yeah i mean we, we've talked about it on this episode on this podcast and discord and everything else of if you're introducing a new player there's no way you can have all of the rules all at once yeah it's got to be stepwise which is okay yeah. like i mean i remember when we used to run uh we used to the run intro games. intro games at the store it would always be stepwise mm. uh, and i don't think that's 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 not the problem this is another layer of complexity and that is a separate kind of thing but yeah i mean <sighs> I just get the feeling that more and more things are going to be stacked up. And at what point do Games Workshop get to the point where they've they they've done something they can't go back on? Because I think they've already. I think what already happened was, in my mind, several armies codexes ago, uh, they put out too many AP one weapons. Everybody had AP 
AP one became was it's, it's the it's a quote syndrome from uh, the Incredibles when everybody's oh, wow. special, nobody's special, or paraphrasing <laughs> it. Like everybody had access to AP minus one in droves. Does it actually become meaningful if everyone can do it um, mm. in in vast amounts? So. I don't know, like, their their response to that is to introduce this armor of contempt rule. Like, oh, whoops, this is too much. We're going to have to give some other things an ability to get around this rule that we've given to this other unit, like... It it does snowball, doesn't it? Yeah, and I I wonder if they have to limit this in a different way. Like, are they going to take the rule away, or will they say, okay, only applies to tactical... Not tactical marines, because they don't care about tactical marines, but, like, you know... uh, Uh, infantry models for example rather than giving it across the board i don't know but obviously we don't we have literally no idea what they're going to do and you can't really accurately speculate but i mean i think is this is this another recognition that maybe points changes don't quite do it if they made marines cheaper would marines become a problem rather than well it changes the the, the complexion of the army as well they start to become a horde army right which is not what they want yeah um anyway moving on from armor content (laughs) yes sure (laughs) because Because there were a a few (laughs) other bits put in. Interestingly, the bodyguard ability was changed. Yeah, and I think this is because this is the passing off wounds kind of issue, isn't it? I think that's because some. I think it's because some of the older codexes allowed them to shrug wounds off onto other units, whereas they've just redefined it under the lookout sir, the lookout sir rules. They've kind of core rules it, if that makes sense. That's how I read it. I mean, so by codifying it all under Lookout Sir and letting them do so with smaller unit sizes or right down to one now, you you know, you're not going to, like, I kill a couple of your bodyguards and ha ha ha, they're not bodyguards anymore. Um, and or rules under older codexes where it was wound passing. So I think people were doing shenanigans with wound passing as well. So I think they've just tried to tidy all that up, which is fine. But again, it's difficult because the other problem is this uh, balanced data doesn't always come with a full commentary on what they've done and why which again would be another document you have to read your way through but it might actually be useful information so it's difficult to know difficult to know when we should say to games workshop hey you're giving us too much information and when we're saying to them hey you're not giving us enough uh, next up we've got indirect fire weapons so <laughs> this was a bit of an issue yep. um i'm looking at you tyranids and you tau uh so now if uh, you are firing indirectly uh you have to uh worsen the ballistic skill of that attack by one yeah uh, and you can add one to any armor saving throws against that attack it's basically to stop all of the shenanigans. I mean, the hive guard shooting out of uh, line of sight and not being able to target them completely, uh, and then just wiping models off the board. I don't know if they still have that rule with the new codex, um, but it's to to stop other things from also doing that, taking advantage of the indirect fire rule. I think now uh, um, to hive guard have um, if a synapse creature can see a unit, they can fire at them. Right. Oh, oh, right, that's okay. Quite cool. Be interesting to see if they still have to have minus one though. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it just takes some of the um, lists that were built around sticking in cover, out of line of sight, no one can attack them, and then just proceeding to wipe every unit off the board uh, with indirect fire. So yeah, it's, a, it's a good change, in my opinion. And for other individual armies, I would uh, recommend having a look at the balance data slate. It's still on the Warhammer community website. Uh, there's just too many to go through right now. We mused over reading it verbatim on the on the show, but where you decided against that (laughs) yes yeah also a lot of these changes i i mean were in play already yeah Uh, they've just been compiled into this document but yeah there's there's a there's a few new changes like blight lord terminator's got a lot better (laughs) 
now that we've that. got objective secured. So uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend going to see the um, the balance data slate. It's the Q2 2022 uh, one that's on the Warhammer community website right now. And finally, he says, uh, "What we two hours and eleven minutes into recording time? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll edit some of this out." <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, if they've got this far, congratulations, well done. Well done. Well Unless done. you've skipped to this bit, then how no, dare you? Bad. Yeah, that's what people do. <laughs> they listen to the show and they skip right to the end to listen to the hobby tip first, and then they go back and listen to the rest of the episode. Sure, fact. Yeah. <laughs> Dave just dead right. it. Right. Speaking of that, you you can go then, Dave, because this was your idea. Yes. <laughs> what have you got for us? Um, right. So, uh, my hobby tip is revolving around camo. Mm. So, as I mentioned earlier in the hobby progress, that I decided to paint um, a Latok um, Eldari, who on their vehicles have a blue camo pattern. Uh, it's a subtle one, isn't it? Yeah, um, and. I wanted to try to make that as kind of Xenos a um, camo pattern as possible. I don't want it to be kind of like a digital camo pattern or sure. anything kind of more imperial like human. Um, yeah. So basically, I did this camo pattern with three blues effectively mm-hmm. and a wash. So um, the colors I used were McCrag blue spray on bikes so i'll use jet bikes as an example um a crag blue spray um i used a latok blue for the lighter blue in mm-hmm. the three um cantor blue for the darker blue and then drakenhof nightshade were the four colors that i used for this mm-hmm. um, okay and basically what you do is you spray um it with whatever your middle color would be so if you're doing grays like i did grays on ranger cloaks um i spray it in the middle color so mccrag blue is what i sprayed it which is your medium of the three colors so your middle one of the three so mechanica uh, then, standard gray for example yeah you're gonna do grays, yeah for yeah. example uh then you do the darker of the three colors the three main uh, colors mm-hmm. blues in this example so cantor blue and roughly just with um watered down quite fairly watered down paint um I kind of marked out on the carapace of the um, jet bike about two thirds of the um, overall surface area in that darker camo pattern. So you like do splodges; they don't have to be particularly even. Um, it's camo, so it's all going to kind of come out. Um, is that is that a standard thing to do more of the darker color? Yeah, yeah. I think because um, what it does is it kind of plays off of the lighter and the mid middle color because okay, your middle right. color is the kind of the glue that basically brings these together um so you do your um darker blue two-thirds of that and then do a few layers of that um and do a wash of drakenhof over in this case with cantor um blue do a wash of drakenhof uh then do smaller about half the size splotches of your lightest color mm-hmm. over the medium color uh, so your um, LA top blue in this example, mm-hmm. um, you do that the same way, but you highlight the lightest blue with a whatever the highlight color for that would be. So Hoeth blue in the case of LA top blue. So you highlight the edges of your carapace or your um, yeah, the, whatever the vehicle part you're painting mm-hmm. on. You highlight the edges of that with your lightest, your basically highlight of your lightest color. Uh, and then highlight around the lightest, the lighter color splotches. Okay. Um, basically, what I found that that did was um, tied it together uh, across the whole model itself. Mm-hmm. So you right. ended up with this kind of um, wavy 
um, camo rather than a regimented like squares camo or triangular camo that I'd used I'd used on previously on um, eliminators for marines. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, camo cloaks. Yeah, and because you're using three fairly close together colors, it just kind of blends in a really easy and quick way to do. And I found it really easy to transition that upwards to larger tanks or into different colors uh, that you're doing. So you could just choose, like, for example, with greens, you could have, like, um, the a dark base coat green, a Caliban green, um, a, a moot green um, as your highest one, and, and do the same thing across uh, cloaks or on vehicles themselves. Um, as long as you're kind of blending the... Uh, three separate colors with a wash in the recesses, mm -hmm. then it generally looks, um, you know, effective as a camo on yeah. whatever yeah. size that you do. Nice, nice. Yeah, it came out really well on your jet bikes. I remember that. Yeah, I'll put um, some pictures up again on the Discord of the coics individually and the jet bikes, so you can see what I mean. People can check it out on um, Instagram as well, right? Yeah, on on Instagram as well. It's on my Instagram. Well, that just about wraps up this episode. So you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Floorhammer Podcast. Our website, floorhammerpodcast.com. Our Instagram handle at floorhammer underscore podcast. And of course, our Floorhammer Podcast Discord. Cheers, guys, for listening. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Speak to you next episode. Cheers, Dave. Cheers.